Coming up on the next episode of the Repurposing Your Soul podcast, we're giving fear an uppercut. Hey loves, welcome back to the Repurposing Your Soul podcast. Today we're going to talk about giving fear an uppercut. Well, loves, I'm a little congested right now. Allergies are (laughs) kicking my behind. So we're just going to have to roll with it and deal with it today. Uh, Today's topic of giving fear an uppercut, um, it's been a while in the making. When you're going through trauma and trying to go through recovery, there's so many different parts. There's so many different steps that sometimes we don't even stop and look and evaluate what's going on in our healing process. We don't do the check-ins and see how we're doing. We're usually just so focused on the process itself that we don't even realize um, what healing is being done. And I think about when you start on your path of healing, um, you start to feel a little bit better about yourself, you know? And right about that time is when the enemy strikes. Um, In a previous episode, we had identified What do you like about yourself? What are your good qualities? The things you want to keep. However, (laughs) that old good old liar, Satan, he won't let that stand. Uh, You know, he doesn't want you to find out who you are. If you start to realize the root of your godly identity and believe in those roots, the liar and the accuser loses his grips on you. Basically, when you start to realize who you are and you start to heal He doesn't want that to happen. So for this reason, in the beginning of your healing process, that dude is going to fight you harder than ever. He wants to extinguish any little chance of light and hope. Um, For example, when I had did the what I like about me exercise with my therapist, um, I was feeling good about myself. You know, I was like, you know how ladies, when you get your hair done and your nails done, you're just like feeling fabulous. You're feeling beautiful, you know, and that's how I was feeling. Um, after that session, I was just like, I'm not a horrible person. I've got good qualities. I got things I need to keep. Um, (laughs) and that went on for probably about mm, two days and then a trigger hit and I spiraled back down. And now when I think back to that situation, I can see, you know, where it started to unravel. And uh, what I remember most is when the lies and accusations start from the enemy, the biggest things I kept hearing was, why would God choose you? What makes you so special? You always screwing things up. If you have the Holy Spirit, then why are you triggered? And the list went on and on and on. And Beth said, but what does God have to say about you? So even when Beth, who is a fabulous therapist, I love her to death, said that. And even my pastor had said it in one of his sermons, it still did not click. I still did not believe what they had said. And the main reason that I had come to find out is that we believe the lies because the lies trigger fear in us. It's the fear. Because after the lies are told, Fear takes its root, takes its shot at you, okay? And um, and it slowly creeps its way in because first you hear the negative thoughts and then it comes the fear. 
okay? Uh, so this week I had the opportunity to do a type of intensive therapy. The information I had found out about the therapy um, looked very promising. For the first time in my life, I had hope that I could get relief from my PTSD and, you know, and start the recovery process. Automatically, um, the devil started with his lies. Um, you know, it's not going to work. You're getting your hopes up high. And, and I immediately got scared um, because I was thinking like, oh my gosh, it's not going to work. What if I do this? And, and I'm disappointed because I've been in therapy all these years and, and I'm only, you know, slowly getting better. You know, I'm, I still need relief. All these, all these different things and um, different lies. And so by the time, um, it was time for my therapy appointment this week, I was a nervous wreck. Oh my gosh. I had like, you know, that nervous energy where you're fidgety and you're all over the place and oh my gosh. And I was just terrified. I was terrified. And then I was scared, you know, that I was so terrified that I was blocking myself for even being able to receive the therapy. Well, lo and behold, the therapy session was awesome. I have, I have to admit, it was the best thing that has happened during my recovery process. And um, the awesome thing about that therapy session was that I really started to reflect on this quest that God has me on. So here's a sidebar. You're probably wondering, like, why does she say quest? The reason that I say quest is um, the beginning of this year, instead of, you know, the usual, um, what is it? New Year's resolutions and all that crap, right? Didn't do that. I decided this year that this year was going to be the great adventures in Noni and Jesus. You know, me and Jesus were going to have these big, epic adventures and do, you know, out of the wall stuff. And we did. Um, went to Washington, D.C. I got to spend time in Congress and with Senate in the House of Representatives. Um, I did all kinds of amazing, you know, work, you know, in the community and different projects. And it has been amazing, amazing, amazing. But it's also been, um, like I said, a quest. And when I said, you know, the great adventures of Noni and Jesus, I had heard him tell me, it's not that we're going on adventures. You're on a quest. You're on a quest to seek more information, seek out healing, seek out recovery, and more than anything, learn more about me and having a relationship with me. So I say all that to say, um, it, it's not the path. It's, it's the quest that I'm on. Okay. So now let me get back to my long story. <laughs> So I say that um, that therapy session allowed me to search for the truth, the real truth. And I learned that fear is how Satan tries to keep us bound in every area of our life. If he gets to your mind, he gets to all of you. And I kept processing that. And you know what? I got mad. I got so mad and angry, you know, that I kept falling for the, the okie doke every time, every time it's like the devil, you know, he studies you. He knows what your weaknesses are. Okay. So he knows exactly what to do to get you to 
doubt God, doubt yourself, doubt your healing process. And it like finally hit me with a ton of bricks. It's not just the lies that's the problem. It is the fear of those lies, the fear that gets rooted. You know, if you see a lie, um, you know, you can always say, oh, you know, that's not true. You know, someone to say, you know, the sky is blue today. Cool. We know that. And the sun is, you know, purple. And you know for a fact that's a lie. But that lie doesn't affect your emotions. The things about the serious lies that get to us, fear always hitchhikes with those lies. Okay. And so I got mad. And I told my therapist, I said, you know what? I'm so sick and tired of fear. Like I am sick and tired of fear. You ever get to the point like, or you're so sick and tired, you just done. Or like if you're in a bad relationship or an abusive relationship and it keeps happening and going and going and going. And then that one day you just get so ticked off. You are like, I am done with you. I am leaving. I am getting out of here. That's how I felt about fear. It took all this time, over 40 something years, for me to finally get to the point of, I'm sick and tired of fear. I'm like irritated with that. You know, like I, I can't deal with it anymore. And I have had that energy going all week. I have had, you know, just that, that whole thought process. You know, I'm feeling like, you know, uh, Wonder Woman, like, yeah, 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 I got this. And then here comes the lie. Good job. You made some therapy progress. Cool. You had an awesome therapy session. But is it going to last? Your therapy session was out of the box. How many people are going to take you seriously? Just think about it. You're still in therapy. So that means you are unfit to be in ministry. Think about all those people who told you, you can't speak or you can't do this because I need you finished with therapy. Uh, we need you at least uh, six months to be healed before we can bring you on your program, on our program and, and let you, you know, testify about what God has done in your life. And all those lies kept sinking in and sinking in. And I just started feeling so down about myself last night. And in the middle of my poor me's and just really starting to feel down, but I'm still mad and still angry at fear. And I was like, God, help me fight fear. And this is what he said. I can heal you any way that I want to. I can heal anyone any way that I want to. I can heal them immediately through prayer. I can immediately heal them by the laying on hands. I can merely heal, heal, heal them by speaking. The problem is, is that folks in the church think that that's the only way to heal. And that's it. And if you're not healed by that way, you're not healed at all. And so I'm sitting here dumb, like, oh my gosh, because, you know, soon I'm going to, you know, I have another one of those therapy sessions going on. And I was like, but God, you know, is this the you know right path and stuff like that? And God was just like, do you want to heal? Period. Like, here's your chance. This is your choice. 
Do you want to heal and go through recovery or do you want to keep going through cycle and cycle and cycle? Because he said, stop boxing me in and base the healing that I put you through, the path through healing based on what other people have said. Because since other people have put me in a box, it's dictated how you're supposed to heal. So now you're scared to go through a healing process that I had already set up for you. Mind-blowing. Mind-blowing. Think about how many things in our lives that we could be healed from and that we can recover from if we stop putting God in a box and uppercutting fear. Think about that. It it blew my mind. I was listening to Pastor uh, Stephen Furtick uh, this week, and he was talking about, in a way, um, putting God in a box. And um, he had said so many, 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 you know, good things, like how we just assume that God is sitting up there in heavens, you know, chit-chatting with the angels, trying to figure out, okay, I think this week I'm going to pay, you know, Noni back for something she did, you know, back in the day. And then, you know, I'm just going to make this happen. Like, like we just, we think that God is sitting around, you know, just thinking of ways to punish us. You know, or the enemy sitting here coming up with ways to punish us. And we're thinking that God isn't, you know, stepping up or, or protecting us. But the cool thing is, Pastor Stephen had said, uh, have you thought maybe God is just sitting around, kicking it with the angels, trying to figure out the best way to bless you, the best way to have you heal and recover, the best way to get exactly what you need out of life. When I heard that, it set me free. You know the scripture, when you hear the truth, the the truth shall set you free. It set me free. It set me free because I realize now that my healing path is my healing path. I don't care what people think about my healing path anymore. I don't care, you know, how people think um, I should be in ministry. Who cares? I refuse to put God in a box. And then when I thought about it, how many times have I put God in a box over so many other areas of my life? Oh God, I need such and such and so and so. But you get out downing. Can God really do that? Lord, I need this. I, you know, God, I need you to come through on this bill. But we're like, well, he's got to pay it this way. He's got to do it this way. And we're limiting God. And when you limit God, what you do is start to, you know, create your own, you know, uh, answers to your problems. And the thing is, the answers to my problems suck. You know why they suck? Because I don't have the full picture. I am not God. God knows everything. He knew that bill was about to hit you a thousand years ago. He knew that bill was going to hit today. And he had to already have a plan in place to get Noni on the other side of this. That's why we can't lean on our own understanding. I know we throw that around a lot, but it's true. We never know the full picture. So that's why we have to stop putting God in the box because he is outside the box. Our healing is outside the box, okay? What we do as 
men and women and, and uh, sons and daughters of God is completely out of the box. Our lives by its very definition of how we worship and praise God is supernatural. We have a supernatural God. We have a God that has spoken the whole universe into existence and we're putting him in a box or better yet, uh, like a genie in a bottle. And whenever we rub and we pray, God's supposed to pop out and go, hey, what do you wish? This is not Aladdin, okay? <laughs> God is not Aladdin. This is not how it works. So we have a choice to make. Are we gonna recover? Are we gonna be better? Are we gonna be stronger? Are we gonna go out there, take that deep dive, cannonbolt into life? and do the things that only God can do in our lives. Do we give fear that uppercut? Do we give fear, you know, stomp on its head? Like even today, I had felt the fear creeping up. And then I remembered this post-it note I had put on my mirror. And the note on the post-it note said, when you hear the negative thoughts, tell the lie to shut up. It could be something simple as, you know this ain't gonna work. My immediate response this week has been, shut up, because I don't want to hear it. And I had to tell it with authority. You just can't be like, shut up, I don't want to hear it. No, you have to speak authority over, the, over that thing, okay? The enemy has to know your mean business. You have to say it. And not just say it with authority. You have to believe that you have that authority. And I did it. I was telling it to shut up. And immediately when I told that thought to shut up, I start getting stronger. And I felt, you know, the Holy Spirit like popping me on the back, like, yeah, that's my girl. And, you know, and Jesus like, yeah, you see my daughter right there. Yes. Because it's time that we start walking in our anointing. It's time that we start walking in our purpose. When I started this healing process that I'm on right now, I had made a promise to myself. I am almost 47 years old this month, and I've already lived the, you know, the first half of my life. The next half of my life, I refuse to live it in depression, despair, suicidal thoughts, worry, fear. You know, how many things have fear held me back in my life from doing? And I am tired of it. I am sick and tired of being sick and tired. You know, and I'm not doing it anymore. I refuse to participate anymore. So when that butt face the devil, and I call him a butt face, yes, I do. When that butt face starts acting up, I'm putting on the whole armor. And I'm not talking about that old clinky armor, you know, from the, you know, what the, uh, <laughs> the BCAD days. No, I'm talking about like Black Panther, G.I. Joe, Nano Knight, upgraded God armor. Okay, that's the kind of armor that I'm putting on. Okay, you can just straight up call me and my crew the Holy Ghost Avengers because that's how we're coming now. So the next half of my life is going to be phenomenal. The next half of my life, me and Jesus are like rocking on this quest. So now my question to you is, how are you going to live your next half of your life? How are you going to live it the next minute, the next two hours, the next three hours? How are you going to do it? You know how you're going to do it? You're going to do the thing that God told you to do. Complete it. 
Then go on to the next step that he gives you to do. Take your assignment, complete it, and keep walking. And keep walking on that path. And when those thoughts come up, tell them to shut up. Take authority of that thing. And you know what? I know that something, you know, there's going to be some type of attack this week. We know this. We know this. But now we are prepared for that attack. So, my brothers and sisters, my loves, (laughs) those of you who have been with me through this whole, whole, whole process, we got this. We got this. We can do this. We have each other. And we are fantastic. And it reminds me of this, my favorite scripture. This is the one that has encouraged me since I was a child, since I was a little girl getting bullied in high school um, because I had to wear long skirts to the ground and all that fuss, you know, um, getting in, you know, fights because of that. The one thing that would encourage me was first Peter two and nine, but ye are a chosen generation a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people that should show forth the praises of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. And when I would hear that scripture as a child, I would literally walk around (laughs) and pretend that, you know, I would put a crown on my pretend crown and I would have, you know, my long robe and I would walk around my house like I'm royalty. I was the princess because God said I was a, you know, a chosen generation, a royal priesthood. And somewhere along this road of life, somewhere through the trauma, you know, the deceptions, the hurt, the grief, I forgot who I am. And God had to remind me of that this week. He had to remind me of that this week. So I got my crown, dusted it off. I put it back on my head. And now I'm walking around, remembering that I'm royalty. And you are too. I love you guys so much. This podcast, um, I feel like we're all going through therapy together. Um, I feel like... We got this and we can do this. And if this helps somebody years and years and years from now go through what they've been going through. And if it helps them, it's worth it. If what I'm saying right now is giving you encouragement to go on, it was all worth it. And so I'm going to close it out with prayer. Father God, in your precious name of Jesus, you are an awesome God. You are the first and the last, alpha through omega, the beginning and the end. Lord, you are holy. Lord, you are the greatest. Lord, can't nobody touch you at all. You are just so amazing that I don't even have the words to describe you. I thank you so much for showing up and showing out in our lives. I ask you, to help everyone who is listening to this right now. Give them the strength to give fear an uppercut. Remind them who they are, 
Remind them that you did not give us a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. Remind us that we have armor and that the weapons are formed against us, but they will not prosper. And Lord, remind us who you are. Remind us that when the devil tried to come up into your heavens and take the throne that you pimp slapped him back down here to earth. Lord, give us that reminder. And Lord, we love you. We honor you, Lord God. In your name, Jesus. Amen. All right, loves, until next week, this is Noni with the Repurposing Your Soul podcast. Love you. Thank you for listening to the Repurposing Your Soul podcast with new episodes every Tuesday. You can listen in on Spotify, Audible, Apple Podcasts, Radio Public, iHeart Podcasts, CastBox, and Amazon Podcasts.